Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about tactics for teaching bravery. And the person who came up with that title <laughs> and is sitting right across from me is Katie Leineke. Hi, Katie. Hello, Martha. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm so good. <laughs> um, it's so nice to have you here. Thank you. As it's, always. It's nice to be here. Uh, Katie has recorded a ton of episodes. <laughs> I at this point, I can't even remember all of them. Conflict yeah. resolution, yeah. alternatives to timeout, so many. Go look them up. <laughs> And listen It'll to be them great. All. You gotta listen, catch them all. Just like the Pokemon. I evolve as well. Yes. Just wait. Yes. <laughs> I saw that Maya Angelou quote today that was like, uh, I I did the best I could then. Now I know better, so I do better. Ooh, yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Which made me think about this podcast because I feel like yeah. as I learn yeah. and grow from researching for yeah. this, that I've I've become a better nanny, which yeah. is nice. So you are like nan- nanny is your first Pokemon, <laughs> and you evolved to Nannya. Oh yeah. And what will you evolve to next? I don't know. Nannytopia. Super. We're making a plan here. <laughs> Nannytopia. Are we all like, like Pokemon it. in a way? We are. Yeah. Let's let's all be Pokemon. Let's just take a moment and sit with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as you can tell. <laughs> Katie and I have been hanging out for a while together. And we're having a good time. And we're having a great time. Uh, welcome to our hangout sesh. Uh, wonderful. Really quickly, let's hear a little bit about your background. Yes. Um, I have always babysat since I was a child. Um, I went to school. I was Well, I started as a nanny. Um, and then I was like, wouldn't it be great if I still had a job when the kids went to kindergarten? How can I do that? So I, um, started going back to school knowing that that transition was coming and I have earned a teaching certificate for early childhood education. It was awesome. Seriously, feel free to take classes. It it will change your nanny game. It's pretty great. And a lot of nanny families will offer you, um, tuition assistance, which is great. Um, so now I still nanny, actually. I went um, from that family I was about to leave to a family down the street uh, while I was still studying. And I'm still with them. I was going to leave them when their child went to kindergarten, but they were like, hey, could you actually <laughs> stay, though? So now I... love you. <laughs> and my schedule has actually changed a little bit since last time we spoke. I used to say I preschool teach... Um, eight to two and then I nanny two to six or sometimes two to 10 PM. But now my friends three days a week, I start at their house and get their little one on the bus. Ah. And then, um, cause their schedules have changed with work and mm-hmm. then go teach and then come back to their house. So by the time I leave at like six o'clock, I'm like, wow, what day is it? <laughs> have when I started I? a new day yet? Yeah. And I have not ever. No. So that's so, where we're at. <laughs> thank you very much for yes, being here. Yes, <laughs> my pleasure. I, I always look forward to this. Yeah, it's wonderful. If you don't hang out with Martha friends, you should consider it. Come on over. It's pretty fun. 
Um, but seriously, email in because if there's a podcast <laughs> that you want to record, <laughs> I am open. But really do. So. Yes, but really do. Do you know what I thought about today? What? Um, I was thinking for your podcast, mm-hmm. if anybody knows about nannying for families of divorce or families who are separating, mm-hmm. um, I think that would be a really useful I have no background in it, but I think that would be really useful because um, I sometimes work with families who are going through traumatic yeah. times. So if that's in the works. I actually have that. On a back burner somewhere? On a back burner I know somewhere. But talk to somebody who has worked through that transition before yes. where their parents were separating because yes. I heard it on the podcast. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about that yeah. today, about how that would be but a great But if episode. you do have experience, please email in because... Who knows? It's tricky. Tricky yeah. waters there, friends. It is. It is. And uh, and we will handle with care. And I am a child of divorce, so yeah. I can come at you it from the pers- child side. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Well, that's a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry Email to in. jump off track. No, please always get off and back on track. Awesome. I will. Me. Uh, great. Well, today we're talking tactics for teaching bravery. And this, uh, we kind of got here because um, both of our families are, both or kids in both of our families are struggling with trying new things yes. and activities that feel intimidating yes and uh not wanting to go yeah yeah <laughs> which is an an issue that i face yes <laughs> in adulthood <laughs> yes um and and i i definitely think it comes from uh at least in me i i can't speak for the children always but uh in me, it comes from a place of, of wanting, of caring very deeply mm-hmm. about doing well. Yeah, like doing it right. Like, yeah, yeah, doing it right. And and if it's something that's new to me yeah. or I don't know what to expect, yeah, that feels very scary. Of course, of course. And it's hard, too, because children, as an adult, you can choose because you've been forced to <laughs> experience those things. So you kind of know what feels safe for you to try. But for children, you need them to have that experience. So it's hard. They might be facing more activities that they're not interested in or they're nervous about. I mean, like Martha. (laughs) Martha was in a kickball league. I was. And um, our mutual friends started it. (laughs) And I was also invited. And I was like, oh, man, like I would love to. But I fear embarrassment (laughs) and being bad at things in public. So... I'm going to take a pass. I was also marathon training at the time and yeah. it was my only off day. And I was like, I don't think I want physical activity <laughs> I don't on that want day to run around. Yeah. But it was, I, that was a real fear for me too. So like I can relate to children and it's hard to think about children as having these same fears because mm-hmm. children are so magnificent. They're like, they are, yeah. I often, when I take uh, the child, I regularly nanny for to activities. I'm like, how do you just go? to this event, listen to this relative stranger with an open heart and mind. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'll try that. Yeah. That sounds fine. Strap on those ice skates, <laughs> put me in the pool. Like, why not try baseball? It's amazing how open they are to new experiences. So it's kind of hard when you come up against something or a period of resistance mm-hmm. where they're feeling anxious. Right. And I find that that can happen a lot at the ages of six, seven, and eight, because Mm -hmm. they are becoming more aware of what they can and cannot do realistically. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's part of their development. But it is hard when you get to that point where you're like, all of a sudden there's a screeching halt in their willingness to go to new activities. Yeah. And it's also, I think, uh, that six, seven, and eight is often when kids are in full day school and they're it's relatively new to them to be there all day um and then also I find in especially like the seven and eight side of that Mm -hmm. is when parents start being like they need to be (laughs) in the activities I'm gonna program them they need to be in all the activities let's sign them up one a day (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and um, it comes from a good place too they want them to try new things and have find things that they like and gain confidence and that's great Mm -hmm. and and super important yes to try new things and all that good stuff I mean 
when I was a kid, I because it, it took a while for my parents to understand that I got the same things out of theater that most kids get out of sports. Yes. Um, and so they really wanted me to be on a sports team. <laughs> and I tried all the sports. Yeah. Not basketball because I knew I was so short. I'm She's so short. So short, you guys. And, and I was I was even more short then they had to create a special chart for me that's adorable so basketball was never chart. yeah it was never going to be my my, jam, <laughs> my space jam not for me but monksy um but i did soccer i did softball i yeah. did uh swimming just like, like the pokemon she caught them all i caught them all and i did not enjoy them all <laughs> <laughs> i found a lot of four leaf yeah. clovers during softball yes but i did did you make any flower crowns um, yes. Good. Good for and you. And there was a weeping willow tree sometimes and That's I would make nice. weeping willow crowns. Have That's you ever made a, those? No. They're beautiful. Going to take a note this yeah. summer from you. Um, but anyway, and so I, I also understand yeah. that side of things is that yeah. you have to try it to know if you like it. And often to try it, I yes. put air quotes around that. Yeah. Uh, you have to do it for a season. Yeah. And it's resiliency building too. Yeah. Like if a child doesn't get along with a particular coach, which I've had experience with just this, just in the short four months we've been in this 2018 year, Uh um, or if a child is struggling with fear or, I mean, they don't love the activity, but you want them to to learn to be committed to whatever it is they've agreed to be committed to Mm -hmm. and not give up. Right. And to learn that the things get better if you keep trying. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's hard it It can be really hard too as a nanny in particular compared to a parent right because as a parent you have more power over the situation and you can if something's truly terrible you can pull them you're often there as the nanny Mm -hmm. for the activity and the parent is hearing about it later right so there's like an element of them being removed from the situation and you're the one who's handling the anxiety around it. So it's it's challenging. Yeah. And a lot of the activities, um, because I, I actually taught some classes mm-hmm. for a while. And I know that part of their uh, philosophy is that they don't want parents and caregivers yes, to come beyond in. that glass. Yeah. Um, and so there is also this element of like the teachers don't want you in there. Yeah. And, and having been a teacher, we don't want you in there Yeah, <laughs> because you, you will make you, it worse. You, absolutely. Because they know that they're triggering you and also you're, you're doing what they want you to yes, do. Exactly. And, and it's not malicious that a child wants you to be there, no. but also it teaches them, well, that worked. Um, mm-hmm. I actually use that Martha, the child that I regularly nanny for, uh-huh. um, she's in this past season, she had a lot of activities, um, swim class, ice skating lessons, improv, and piano. Yes, weekly, on a weekly basis. Um, And so there would occasionally be a group piano lesson, and we walked into it, and she knew we were going. She was fine with it. She really loves piano. We walk in, and she's immediately like, I'm not going in there. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) why not? (laughs) And I was like, why don't you take off your coat? Like we can go in together. Um, And she was, she just, I'd never seen her really like that before, Yeah. but she refused. And I kept, I tried to calm her down. I tried to talk to her about it. Um, And then I got to a certain point where she wouldn't take her coat off. She's like, I'm going home. And I was like, well, I'm going to wait in the lobby. I'm going to let you and your teacher sort this out. Yeah. And when you're done, like, I trust that you guys will find something that works for you guys. Your teachers are here to help you. I'm outside because now it's class time is starting. And I just yeah. left and I felt bad because the teacher wasn't directly next to the child. And I left the room and I sat down and I thought about all the times you had been like, we don't want like and as a preschool teacher, sometimes we're like, please don't help me. Right. Please leave. If your child's yeah. having trouble separating, you need to remove yourself. Right. Because that actually helps the child separate. Sure. And so I drew on that experience of yours and I came, I felt awful in the lobby because I was like, ugh, did I just abandon her there? And like, but the teacher came out there like, she's doing great. Like we told her she didn't have to play if she didn't want to because that's part of the group lesson. Right. 
and she can just listen. She's calmed down. She's not crying. And then they were like, thank you for leaving the room. Yay. I think that really helped. And I was like, thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's hard and it's, it's hard for them too. Like for sure. Yeah. And she had left a group lesson, the last group lesson with her parents. That's usually a Sunday, once a month activity Gotcha. on a Sunday or a Saturday. And she had left because she started crying, her parents allowed her to leave the last one. Uh, and I was like, so sorry, but I am not <laughs> letting you leave. Yeah. Because we had been facing that kind of discomfort across all of her activities. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. really hard. But how did, um, have you been to an activity since then? We've been to many activities since yeah. then. And some of them she's still um, feeling anxious about. Um, in particular, one of them was coach related. That uh-huh. coach was, um, had a very cold, um, bedside manner, I'll say. Yep. And uh, in fact, many of the children in that class were like, I don't want to be with that teacher again. Wow. And we were like, okay, like yeah. that's good to know. Yeah. So we swapped out a different teacher and she's mm-hmm. doing that again. And sometimes she's nervous, but mostly she's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that's the importance of talking to the kids about what's like, what is bothering you? Is it yes. ice skating in general? Is it? And so we talk a lot about like, she's like, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what are you worried about? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the root of your worry? What's the worst case scenario? Do you think that's going to happen? What's the next worst case scenario? We did this today on the way to swim class. <laughs> yep. But it's like helping them work through these anxious feelings, even about routine behaviors and also new. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And I do I I do think that it's super important to ask because each child is yeah. individual and has yes. you know results and, may vary. <laughs> yes, results may vary. And if it's like, I'm worried there's going to be a shark in the pool, right. then you can address that right. because the likelihood that that would happen is very low, very low. Yes. And I told them with swim class in particular, because I used to work yeah. at that establishment, uh, I have a lot of like clout with the kids because yeah. I'm like, let me tell you how, how we're they do trained. It. Yeah to do this and I'm like here's the thing is that there's at least four people whose whole job is to watch the pool yeah so if there is a shark they would see it because their whole job and I like drew out because one of my kids was worried about a shark as you would naturally be I think a fish okay because one of the teachers like jokingly was like do you see a fish down there and he was like, wait, uh, there's fish in here? <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> wait a second. I did not sign up for this. I was not told that there would be fish. Well, and they have those murals on the wall they too, do. don't they? Yeah. Yes. And so, um, but anyway, and so when we were talking about their worry, yeah. uh, I drew out a picture of the pool and I showed them how each lifeguard has a section that Ooh, they're in charge of and yeah. how all of the sections overlap. Yeah. So there's at least two people looking at the pool and they have to scan it every seven seconds. Wow. Um, and so, and I was like, and there are also people that watch them to make sure that they're watching correctly. Yes, I love it. So there's a lot of checks and balances. Shout out to Goldfish Swim School. Yeah, they're they nail it. They're they are awesome. Yeah. Um, and the training that you have to go through to lifeguard there is intense yeah. and very good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, and so just things like that. Yeah. And so if your kid is experiencing activity related fear, mm-hmm. potentially talking to someone that works there. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm friends with a lot of people that yeah. still work there, but, um, yeah, talking to someone that works there and be like, hey, they mentioned that they're scared of this. Is there anything that I can tell them? Yeah, or have them would... ask themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of my kiddos had a problem with one of the coaches, mm-hmm. and um, and I encouraged him to talk to the coach about it. Yeah. Uh, and then the coach didn't change yeah. behavior, and so then I talked to the coach about yeah. it um, to help. But... You as know, a support system, as a support but you system. made the child try first, which exactly. is really important. Exactly. Because I, I do think it's important to have them give it a go yes. and to not swoop in and Absolutely. quote unquote rescue. Yeah. Because if you don't give them a chance to solve their own problems and to self-advocate, when are they going to learn to do that? Yeah. Um, the child that I nanny for, it's interesting because we've had two instances where she didn't care for 
the coach. So mm-hmm. one was at swim and one was at um, ice skating. Mm-hmm. And at ice skating, because I'm there all the time, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I also didn't like the way she touched you or spoke to you. I yeah. saw that and I didn't like it. Um, and so that was like a thing that we talked about with her parents and that, so she switched teachers Okay. because of, Great. I was like, I felt that was an inappropriate way to hold on yeah. to a child yeah. and pull them across the ice. Ooh, no. Um, but she has some, um, concerns about, or she did have concerns about her current swim teacher when she started because it was a boy, which was different than she usually had girl mm-hmm. teachers. And also he had a different style of interacting mm-hmm. that, she, that she's not super used to. He's so nice right. and like silly and sassy and like he really enjoys her and he's like always safe and kind with her. So it's like some of that you need to let the child experience right. that not everybody is going to be exactly the way you want them to be. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you don't like that child or you don't like that teacher or the coach. And so she actually has had a really important learning experience because she loves that swim teacher now. Yeah. And she was like, same with my kiddo is now he loves, he doesn't want to leave the class. He's like, I don't want to move up. Yes. (laughs) And it's, it's so important for them to be able to experience that Mm -hmm. because we're going to have issues as adults, as high schoolers. Some, you you can't switch teachers sometimes. Yeah. You can't always choose who you work with. I mean, ultimately you can because you can quit your job, but sometimes that's not an option financially for you. Um, and sometimes you maybe marry into a family who you don't love one of the members, but you need to learn to work together. So that's an important skill to have is to, um, endure when (laughs) it's not necessarily your favorite, as long as you're safe and helping them know that difference is really important. Super important. And, and yeah. And I think, uh, some of the things that I heard you saying there that are, you know, pull out things Mm -hmm. are, uh, that to observe when Mm -hmm. you hear the child, uh, raise concerns, observe even more carefully about what's really going on, uh, before taking any action necessarily. Um, especially because a lot of times those concerns come up right before class. So then perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now I know what to look for. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know what to watch for. And then, and then, yeah, deciding from there. And also I think talking to the parents, Mm -hmm. very good move. It's, it is. And it's, it's also challenging too, because you want to relate it to the parents. You don't want to worry them. Right. But a lot of times they're not seeing this. So they don't actually, they can't, it's a judgment call and it's your judgment call most of the time. Um, and parent to parent, sometimes they disagree. Like they didn't necessarily want, one didn't want her to continue ice skating, Mm -hmm. um, for another session of classes. And one was like, I think she needs to. And they asked me actually. And I was like, I think it's important to encourage her to, keep trying because she's afraid of it right now. And I wouldn't ever want someone to leave something on a fearful note. Right. I think the issue is probably the teacher of that. So if there's a way you can switch, that's what I would suggest. And they actually had already heard that from their daughter too. And they were like, okay, good to know. Like, and she switched and she loves it now. And it's perfect. It is, but it's, it's so, um, it's a hard line to walk as a nanny. It is. Because you're trying to relay the information. You're trying not to worry the parent. Um, you're trying not to let the child know that it might be more of a... Because that can sometimes amp up their anxiety. Right. And that's not at all what you want to no. do. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Especially because when parents are hearing it, the child is so sensitive. Absolutely. To everyone's emotions. Yes. And parents, when they're first processing yeah. it, can be more anxiety ridden. Yeah. They call that social referencing when, um, a child, so children actually do it when they fall down as well. Yes. And, um, (laughs) so they'll like fall. I'm, I'm sure you've literally all seen it as nannies. (laughs) They fall. And before they decide if they're going to cry or not, especially when they're really little, little, (laughs) they look at you and they're like, so am I upset about this? (laughs) And how you react tells them if they should be crying or not. So sometimes they'll fall. And if you're like, oh, wow, big fall. Are you okay? They're like, I'm okay. Um, And if they fall and you're like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Let me come here. Then they're like, I should be upset. And they cry. So, And I actually, I mean, I 
injured myself, walked through a room of adults. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, bleeding from the face, uh-huh. me, 12 or 10, trying not to cry, right? Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, it's cool. I'm so I'm chill. I'm just 10 years old. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm mostly embarrassed. And then I walk into the bathroom, walk through a room full of adults, walk into the bathroom. I'm bleeding from the head. And then I began to wail. Right. And like, but it's like, then everybody panics. So if you can... If you can prep the parents mm-hmm. for their conversation, like maybe Via when text. the child yeah, is not a, yeah. in the area, um, but also really listen to the kids' feelings and reflect them back and don't try to fix it and don't try to tell them you're fine. You know, like, yeah. like growth mindset, don't, all you have to do is listen yep. and be like, that really stinks. Mm-hmm. That's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so sorry that this is happening to you. Mm-hmm. And then you can also be like, but I know that you are so strong. And I, I trust that you'll be able to handle this. It, yeah. it doesn't feel good though. Right. I'm so sorry. So right. it's really, it goes a long, long way and, in what you can endure. And asking them, you know, how do you, th- how do you think, what, what would help you fix it? Yeah. And then as they come up, you know, with ideas, Yeah. depending on what they are. I told the little girl I nanny for when I was leaving her house today that I was coming here to record. Uh-huh. And she was like, are you recording with Miss Martha? And I was Aww. like, I am. And I told her what we were recording and she, I was like, do you have any advice? Like, what should oh, I say nice. about things that help kids? Cause she, when I told her the subject, she looked at me with this huge smile. Cause it's <laughs> something that we've been talking about a lot. Yeah. And I was like, I know, I thought you would like that. <laughs> and I was like, do you have any advice you'd like me to mention to nannies? And she was like, I was like, when kids are nervous to try new things or trying to be brave. And she was like, give lots of hugs. Aww. So that's the advice from a seven-year-old yeah. is hugs help. Hugs and just help. being like, I'm here with you. If the kid wants to yeah. hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask first. Cause I'm cause also of body going autonomy. through a phase with one of my little ones. He does not He's want not into it. Yeah. Nope. The and older one fine. or the little one? Little one, which is fine. Yep. But and then when he gets hurt, he does. So yeah. It's all. It's all conditional. It's very conditional. Same with my boyfriend. Very yep. conditional when he wants yeah. the affection. It just, it all depends. He's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did, as I was researching for this, I found um, an article on biglifejournal.com. Mm. Um, and it's called Seven Ways to Encourage Your Child to Try New Things. Yeah. And so I thought we could go over Let's do. these seven ways, which the first one we've already talked about. Uh, be supportive of effort and progress yes. and process. Yes. Um, so not being like, you need to graduate that class. And yeah. If you don't, you're a failure. Yeah. I mean, no one would ever. Yeah, but they internalize that. that. Right. So like they, they worry about that. Yeah, and for sure. It's hard because it's like, you want them to know, like, guess what? How great that you'll have another week to practice if that's what you need. How yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. then you'll have it so well. That's awesome. Right. And you how brave to-, to go back to class every week and keep trying. You're really persistent. Yes. Yes. And focusing on those, on yeah. those things of... The wins. Yeah. The wins and and the the way that they are sticking with it. Yes. Which I think is a win. Like, yes, the bravery, the courage it takes... The way you listen, the way you were a part of the group, how respectful you were to your teacher. Like, you really tried hard today. Yes. You're so athletic. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then this one I really like. It's a make an I can can. Ooh. And so you, and they have printable slips yeah. that have decorations on them. If you want <laughs> to go to biglifejournal.com. Uh, shout, shout out, out. big life <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really like this website i'm going to be visiting them more um but you can also just write i can and yeah have the kid uh fill in the rest but it's a you put them in a can or a jar yeah um although the can is a nice thing because it it's cute i can, can. it's punny uh, <laughs> yes but and they write down things that they can do yeah and so then when they're not feeling very brave they can go to that jar from a time when they were feeling more brave or when you've focused on ways that they've been brave yeah. and think about all the things that they can do. Yes. And they say in this article to, as you're writing down the things, ask them like, could you always do that? Yeah. 
and encourage them. they could not. <laughs> right. To think about yeah. the times when those things were new. And that's really important too for children because it looks so much to them when they look at adults or older children even mm-hmm. like, how come everyone else can do this? And to be honest, sometimes I feel that way as well about adulting. Um, but it's really important to be like, guess what? Everything you did that you currently do, you had to learn to do. Mm-hmm. And um, children fear doing things wrong, right. which is so hard because we naturally all, we want to do yeah. it right. That makes sense. But being, I, I find that you can comfort a lot of children to be like, guess what? Every person who is like the most successful person at what they do, when you think of them, they have failed millions of more times than you have ever failed at this. Mm-hmm. And children are often like, what, really? They're like, yeah. And I love Billy Joel and pretty much everyone knows <laughs> it. But I'm like, Billy Joel has messed up playing the piano zillions of times. Yeah. And do you know what makes Billy Joel, Billy Joel and so famous? And they're like, what? I'm like, he did not stop when he had these issues or when he made a mistake or when he felt frustrated, he kept on learning. Right. And that's amazing. And like Michael Phelps, the winter Olympics really, really helped yes. with like children who were anxious in my life. Cause I was like, did you see that female snowboarder who fell on her first round and she got very few points and guess what? She went on to medal. Like yeah. how amazing she kept trying. She didn't say, I'm not going to do it. Cause I didn't do it perfectly the first time. She said, guess what? That that stinks. Yep. I I wanted it to go differently, but I'm gonna try again, mm-hmm. and I know that I can. Yeah, and like that kind of stuff is really encouraging. So the I can can <laughs> I um, do the can can. I can I <gasps> can do the can that can. in there. Um, but if as they accomplish things, that might be a really fun emotional reward for them to be like, I can, and to write it out before, and then to put it in the jar when you finish uh, it, because yes. it helps them visualize them doing it. Yes, that'd be a, I think a little extra topping on top (laughs) I started that sentence and I was like I don't know where I'm going with this but you landed strong and it helps them visualize themselves doing it and being successful and gives them courage and it also gives you a really safe space to talk about it yeah because you're talking about it in this positive way absolutely I can do these things and not like what are you scared of yes is also important but you can yeah. get to it in a in a more positive, uplifting yes. way because they probably will talk about the things that they're scared of mm-hmm. as they're talking about the things that they do well. Absolutely. So and they also say too, like brain chemistry wise, um, I'm sure you know this, Martha. Well, I'm not sure, but yeah. I assume you know Who this. Knows? And maybe um maybe some of the listeners do, maybe you don't. Your brain, the the pathways you use, uh become stronger and stronger. It's like a highway that you're traveling. Yeah. So if you um, continually have a thought, mm-hmm. it's going to become a stronger pathway in your brain. Your brain's more likely to go to that thought. So that's like the power of positive thinking, right? If you think positively, your brain is more likely to send your messages down a positive path. Yes. But if you reinforce the negative thoughts by continuing to think them, your brain's like, oh, this is a pathway we use a lot. Also, in a lot of, you know, <laughs> messages. Thoughts, yeah. yeah. So it's actually, I mean, it's just brain science. Mm-hmm. So the areas you don't really use get pruned in your brain. Then right. the cells and the pathways and the neurons that you're not using are actually being trimmed by your other brain cells yeah. to make way for things you are doing and learning and reinforcing. So if you can help to set up a positive outlook on life by talking about things like, what can you do? What do you want to do? It helps them to view things more positively, which really helps them with their whole life. Right. I know a lot yeah. of adults who are trying to undo negative thought patterns and it's hard. It's so hard. So why, why not start now when they're really little? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another idea on here is keep an adventure diary. Yeah. So keep like write down, uh, times that they were brave Um, Or that they just went on an adventure. (laughs) Um, And I think, I don't know if it says this or not, I can't remember, but I had the idea that you can also make up 
stories about them. Yeah. So it can be like a true adventure diary, but then you can also have spinoff series that are like, I went to outer space and there was an alien and then I was scared of the alien, but I talked to it and it didn't speak the same language, but I gave it a marshmallow (laughs) and that's its new favorite Now we're best friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and then I showed it how to roast marshmallows and boy, howdy, you know. Would you do it as a... um like a super version of them, like their alter ego, like super Martha or super Katie. And they like have adventures. And then it's like, what would like, if you're going to wherever they don't want to go soccer, right. What would super Martha do in this? Yeah. I think it's like part of them. Right. Right. Because Clark Kent is Superman. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that calls on him in important moments. (laughs) Yes, exactly. On that side of himself. Ooh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I'm going to steal that from you and I'm going to apply it to my life with the child tomorrow. (laughs) Great. Do it. Starting tomorrow. Um, but you can also just do things that you've actually done, which I think is what this article is suggesting. Absolutely. (laughs) But I like the idea of both of that they have been very brave yeah and they might not have taken the time to realize it or or even like in moments where they didn't feel very brave what could you have done yes rewrite that yeah like i learned that from you Mm -hmm. it's like how can you rewrite the ending yeah to this yeah what could we do differently next time like we talked about it with dreams Mm -hmm. like change the ending yes um and that works too with anxiety feelings of like okay we fact check a lot, yes. but like, um, yeah. like what, what would this ending of the story be that like, here's the ending you're afraid of mm-hmm. and letting them explore that's important. Yes. But then being like, what would the perfect ending be? Or what would your, like, what's a okay ending in case that bad thing happens? What would you do instead? Mm-hmm. How would that be resolved? What is your plan if there's a shark in the pool? Yeah. <laughs> Solid thinking. It is. Solid. Um, and just, a. Shout out to Target because <laughs> they often have, um, I think they're 10 packs. They might be eight packs Ooh. of blank books that are you can draw in. And I, when they have them, I buy a bunch. Yeah. And sometimes they're just white covers and sometimes they're different color covers. Uh, and I buy a bunch and stock up because I often yeah. have uses for them. Yeah, of as course. A nanny. Yeah. And so when that happens you can buy a bunch of those and thanks target yeah thanks please, target they please don't sponsor chronicles of nania please sponsor chronicles of nania but they don't have them right now so oh no thanks I'll, target i'll save you i'll <laughs> save you the trip um they're not in the dollar section right now no but I they do have them in the office i buy the moleskin journals they sell them at like five five out of t- i actually make record journals for children yes as a gift my yes. own personal gift <laughs> Um, but they, uh, they sell them in the office supply section. It's just not a dollar right? $3 or $5. Yeah. But you can get them all the time. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, uh, the next thing is ask the right questions, which I think we spent most of the first part of the podcast talking about is asking, uh, let's see what they say. Is there anything that used to be difficult or, or a little scary that's now much easier? Yeah. So reminding them about those things, which I think you will naturally do if Absolutely. you do the can-can. Yeah. And the dance. <laughs> um, and the adventure yeah. diary. Well, and breaking down to like what is actually frightening mm-hmm. to them. Um, like with the teacher and the ice skating lesson, it's like... Right. Even now there's some residual because she's trained her brain to be anxious about it. Right. So when we go to ice skating, she now has a teacher she really likes. Sometimes on the way to ice skating, she'll be like, Katie, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what do you think you're nervous about? She was like, I'm nervous about ice skating. And I was like, what about it? And she'll go, I'm just nervous. I guess I'm nervous my teacher won't be there and I'll have a different teacher because she really likes her mm-hmm. teacher now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you nervous you'll have a different teacher or you are you nervous you'll have the teacher who you had a bad experience with? Yeah. And she'll she'll sit for like a minute and she'll be like, I guess I'm really nervous about the teacher that I had the bad experience with. I'm like, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about why it's unlikely she'll have that teacher because that teacher teaches adults at that time. Right. Um, which is why we signed up for this time slot anyways. Yeah. Um, Good thinking. But 
So it's like, you know, and we also talk about pressing snooze on that. Like, can you put snooze on that worry? Yeah. Like, it's okay to be, be afraid of it and be nervous about it for sure, because that's a scary thing. Can you hit snooze on that for a little bit? And let's see what happens when we get there. See if your teacher's there. And if not, we can start worrying about it again then. Right. And that's actually gone a long way for her to visualize the idea of a, like, I'm going to rest this for 10 minutes and then yeah. I'm going to come back to it. Which yeah. mindfulness really helps too, is like teaching children. A lot of the things I've read about um, children and anxiety and adults as well mm-hmm. is focusing on your breathing mm-hmm. and then coming back to you because thoughts pop up. Mm-hmm. But the actual like genius part of mindfulness training is teaching your brain to focus on what you choose to focus on. Yes. So if you're, if it's your breath for two minutes, I'm going to think about how I'm breathing and coming back to it every time you're like, but what about the laundry or for a kid? What about ice skating or swim lessons or going to that play date? I'm nervous about if you can just two minutes a day, Mm -hmm. you actually are strengthening your brain's ability to focus on what you choose to focus on. And talking about those invasive thoughts yes. as saying it's okay to have them. Absolutely. Because a lot of kids want to do it right. Yeah. And so they're like, but then I can't have any thoughts yeah. about that are bad. And it's like, no, let it's them, a, yeah. le- but let them pass you by. Yeah. Like they're on a street. Don't judge them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let them come in and then wave goodbye to them yeah. as they pass on by. They, uh, so the book that you recommended to mm-hmm. me, which is for adults and yes, not for children, not for children. Um, they talk about that, about yeah. the people who experience the highest levels of anxiety affecting their life, even people with the same levels of anxiety, mm-hmm. um, the people who have report more unhappiness with how the anxiety affects their life are the people who are judging themselves for having the feeling. Yeah. So not passing judgment on the feelings is important to tell the child that they're normal. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I feel this way too. Yes. Like, and then reaching out with your own experience. Absolutely. And children will be like, what? tell me a time, <laughs> tell me 10 times. So like they'll, they'll ask yeah. you all day. I'm sure, you know, um, yeah. but they, they are very curious because mm-hmm. they don't know. They see you as like this superhuman as their nanny or their parents, superhumans. They're amazing. And they don't get to see the internal process because we learned it from going through this as kids. Right. But we do it all in our head now right. instead of out loud to another person. Most of the time. So. It's like math. Yes. You know, yes. Back, show your work, show your work to the kid. I like that. Yeah. Um, another thing that was also in the book that's for adults, but I've seen it in a book, uh, for children, uh, about anxiety Yeah, is thinking about your thoughts like a garden. Ooh. And so you want to give attention to the things that you want to grow in your garden. Yeah. And the fact that there are weeds in there is not a bad thing. It doesn't it's mean it's not your fault. It's yeah. not your fault. It doesn't mean your garden is a bad garden. Yeah. Um, but you should tend to those things and get rid of the weeds. Yeah. Like pull them out um, and put more time and effort into the things that you want to grow. Absolutely. Because if you put time and effort towards the weeds then they're going to grow absolutely which is sort of what we talked about with the brain pathways of your your neural pathways you're strengthening them and even if you you know in your garden like some pea plants got planted and (laughs) you don't like peas you're like i hate these who put these here who put these here but if you spend time watering and taking care of those then those are the ones that are going to grow absolutely and your tomato plants are just going to be left out and you cold. want the tomatoes to grow. And you want the tomatoes to grow. Uh, I mean, I feel the oppositely about those vegetables. <laughs> okay, but, good to know. <laughs> or fruits. Do not send know. in peas are starchy vegetables, tomatoes are fruits, oh, yeah. and strawberries are pseudo fruits. Did you what? know that? They're they're not really fruits. That sounds like a superhero. It's a, a pseudo fruit is a fruit where the seeds are not on the inside. Uh, so it's like a fake fruit. What? I know. I'm full of stupid knowledge. I didn't think that was stupid at all. I thought it was great. That's good to know. Good to know. Next thing on this list (laughs) of seven ways um, are incorporating brain breaks. Yeah. So, and you've talked about that before. Um, For myself. For yourself. (laughs) Uh, And this is more in in the advice that they're giving here is more for like if you're working with a child on a skill. Um, so if you're working on reading or writing or arithmetic or whatever, um, that 
like stop and play a quick game of uh, rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Or. Which Martha just made the motions of. You didn't see it, but I want you to get the full scope of it. I can't. It was pretty magical. Um, She only did rock and paper, though. She's not a scissors thrower, it appears. (laughs) Or she's saving it. Yeah, you don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm a tricksy minx. Um, We'll play later as an (laughs) editor. But yeah, taking taking little 30-second to two-minute breaks from the task. Yeah. And letting the kid know that that's okay. I think there's a... um, I think there's a study out there that says that your brain can only focus on something for, I think, 23 to 30 minutes at a time, and then it needs a 30-second break. Mm. Um, So if you can incorporate that in, I don't know. Many of the kids that we work with as nannies won't have 30 minutes of homework. They might have 30 minutes of reading or piano practice or something else that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. So if you can give them a few seconds to sort of return to homeostasis, to an even-keeled place and... Um, their baseline that's that's awesome what a gift yeah yeah so I think that that's super important for those activities where you you are not involved where you're supposed to be out of the room you cannot do that but yeah yeah. but you can give them uh time afterwards and before and before yes that to set them up for success absolutely um and yeah and that even like coming home from school a lot of times I don't Yes. push them to do anything that they don't want to do right after school. Yeah. They um, need time to decompress exactly. as do we. As do we. Yeah. Um, another idea in this I love is conduct dress rehearsal. Yeah. So like you can pretend to be the teacher um, or if they're like nervous about going, you could even potentially go to the place. Yeah. Practice. Practice. That way it's not new. Yeah. Um, on a day that they don't have to do the class. Yeah. So you can like take them there, show them around. They actually suggested that with marathon training. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did I ever tell you that? Mm -hmm. They were like, you should run parts of the race. If it's a local race, you should run parts of the course during your training because with familiarity brings comfort. Yes. And so when you're doing something that's scary to you, Uh um, like running 26.2 miles, (laughs) um, Having something that feels familiar feels good Yes. because you're not wondering where you are. You know how this is about to go. You're familiar mm-hmm. with the space and that helps for ballet lessons. That helps for if the child's going to have a um, recital somewhere, piano, whatever it is. Um, if they're going to have a sports game to be like, let's go look at the field so we know where to go. And let's, yeah. you know, if they're potty training be like let's go look and see where the bathrooms are so you know and i know which is just good planning that's very good planning. just always know where the bathrooms are i mean i always do yeah but like that it helps i mean even driving knowing the route makes me feel so much more comfortable me too and these children have less skills than us they have less tools in their toolbox because they're learning them yeah and so if you can teach them to do these things you should totally do that if it, if time allows, if you have the ability. Yeah. How great to be able to change someone's day and mood like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, not killing time, but using your time with the kid to do something that's yes. helpful, yes. which is wonderful. And I think if you're doing more like play acting at home, absolutely letting the kid play act worst case scenario and kind of making it yeah. silly. So, like, I'm worried that my teacher is going to yell at me. Yeah. (laughs) Or offering that they could be the teacher and you're them. And uh, so that they can act out what they think is going to happen. And it helps them feel powerful Mm -hmm. to be in a... We had a... um, To be in a position of power was the end of that sentence. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But we had a a fake doctor's office. We did our five senses in uh, my preschool classroom. And we'd done, like, x-ray techs. And we talked about, like how your ear works, how your eye works, like your nose, your taste buds. And the kids were loving it. So we had a doctor's office. Uh Um, But oftentimes we had like four doctors and no patients. Right. So I was the patient a lot because the children all wanted to be in the position of power over somebody else. Right. And so giving them the chance to be the teacher Mm -hmm. helps them. Playing school with your nanny kids will help them calm a lot of their fears. And you'll actually get to see things that they're worried about that you didn't know they were worried about. Because they'll bring it up. And it, it actually is a wonderful tool to be like, hey, 
I noticed that your teacher said a lot of things about the class being too loud and, and kind of yelled. Does that ever happen at school? And sometimes they'll be like, no. And sometimes they'll be like, yeah, my teacher yeah. does that a lot. <laughs> like, wow, that must be kind of like uncomfortable to be in that. I don't like when people yell at me. Is it okay at school? And it opens the doorway for the child to share with you about their experience. Yes. They, in the, also in the book that Martha <laughs> is for adults <laughs> shared with me, uh, that's for adults. If you want to know what it is, email in. It's a great book. It's awesome. But we just don't um, want to talk about it. Because it's, it's not appropriate. Um, but they talk about, they did a study where they put like sensors on people's skins to measure stress responses. Mm-hmm. And they said that saying, people said that saying a fact about the situation made them feel less stress. Yeah. But actually their stress levels reduced in their body, on their skin, when they said how they felt about a situation. So that is actually a really powerful tool at your disposal to talk to the child about how they're feeling about something Mm -hmm. and to reflect back their feelings and to not try to fix it. Just be like, wow, that's hard. I hear that you're feeling really anxious. You can take down their stress response physiologically. (laughs) It's amazing. It is. It's amazing. Um, If this is sparking things in your brain and you're like, but I want to know more about that. Listen to the power of play, uh, episode, uh, with Danny Joe. Uh, and that's, he talks a lot about that. He's pretty awesome. He's amazing. Also watch his show because it's really good. Danny Joe, Danny Joe's Treehouse is his show. You can find it on YouTube and Facebook. He's a delightful man. He's a delightful man. I also recommend the, um, Pascal, episode on growth mindset because that has a lot to do with what to encourage these precious children yeah like what is important for you to focus on and for them to focus on yes and how can you help them focus on those things yes yes so those are two good reference episodes and the uh dealing with anxiety episode yeah yeah yeah. with kate uh so those are three good episodes to check out if you are also struggling with or need more resources or need more resources um and then the last one that they suggest here is make a bravery ladder which i love because (laughs) it's helping the kid break down uh into smaller steps of what and this is more for i want i want to be able to read okay yes yeah we all do that's great yeah how do we get there? Yeah. And so helping them break that down into like attainable steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then checking in with those steps of like, where are you on the ladder Ooh, right yeah. now? And, uh, and when you move to the next rung, talking about that of like, yeah. wow, you can read a whole sentence now. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. Did you notice you moved up to the next rung? Yeah. And so, and you can physically create one on the wall if, if it's something that, is um a a really big presence in your life yeah it'd be cool to have a chalkboard wall or space for this even if it's like an old mirror that you paint like those hanging mirrors that you paint with chalkboard paint yeah that'd be cool because you can draw the chalkboard on or the ladder on and write individual rungs Mm -hmm. yes and i um Something about my Montessori education Mm -hmm. from my childhood is that it really helped me do this in all areas of my life. And it's something that I see a lot of um, adults around me struggling with of they want to be able to do this thing and they have no idea how to get there. Yeah. Like moving towards your goal. Yeah. The small steps that you would need to be able to get there. Yeah. It's a skill that you have to learn. It is. And giving that gift to a child, boy, howdy, yes, is one of the most important things yes, it, we can do. Because then they don't have to learn it when, they're, when their pathways are not closed, but we have less Narrower. plasticity. It's called yeah. plasticity. Yeah, like the, the way that your brain's able to form new connections, you have a lot of plasticity when you're younger. It's basically like flexibility in your brain. Like you have so many neural pathways and that's why your brain has to prune them. Right. And so there are windows, developmental windows where you can learn a bunch of languages Mm -hmm. or you might acquire the skill of reading. And if you miss them, it's not impossible, but it's really hard. Yeah. And, and habit forming is so important, positive habit forming. Mm -hmm. And it's, 
it's not easy. It takes resilience. It takes courage. And like, if you can train them to do that when they're little, when they have Mm -hmm. smaller obstacles to leap over, how amazing for their adult life. Yeah. And I think back to what we were talking about before of letting kids know that people who are considered the the best in their field failed a lot. Oh yeah. They made a and ton are of still mistakes. Making mistakes. Yeah. Because that's how you try new things. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's how you break new ground yes. and get new places and yes. yeah. And learn. Absolutely. And just telling them too, like, that's hard. That's like I commiserating is like the main <laughs> theme of this. Yeah. Um the little girl I nanny for and I we talk a lot about like it's okay to be afraid because she's mm-hmm. like, I'm afraid. And I was like, that's totally fine mm-hmm. to be afraid. I feel afraid t- at times too. And I was like, but you cannot let your fear be the boss of you. Right. Because then you'll never do anything. Yeah. And that's really sad. That's mm-hmm. a sad way to live. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to be afraid and fear's there to help you. But sometimes your fear lies to you. Yeah. So we really have to work on when your fear's telling you something correct and when your fear's lying to you. Yeah. Because your fear's meant to save you from like lions and things that like <laughs> tigers and yes. bears. And like explaining actually I've had a lot of success explaining the fight or flight response mm-hmm. and flight fight, flight or freeze. Right. Um but uh why those are in us and right. why it's important to you. And it's actually been really successful. Like those feelings in your stomach are your body getting you ready to do mm-hmm. what you need to do. Right. Whether that's pass your swimming test or run away from somebody who's scaring you. Like those are, your body is on your side and this response is your body trying to help you. Yeah. I also, uh, will frequently tell kids that are feeling fear, Mm -hmm. um, that often I know that I care about something Yes. when I feel that way is that that's how I know that I, I care that I'm invested. Yeah. Um, cause, cause I'm, an actress or was, I'm not sure. It's in a little bit of both, a little bit of both, little column A, little column B. But, but anyway, kids often will ask me, you know, about like, do you ever get scared on stage? And I, I tell them that I don't always, but I love the plays that I do get scared because it matters because that means that it matters and that it's, it's new and it's different for me. Yeah. And that when I stop feeling afraid is when I actually get worried. Yeah. Is because if I if I'm not a little afraid to be on stage, then it doesn't matter. I, I don't know why I'm yeah. there. <laughs> the uh, the little one today with the swim because uh-huh. she's almost graduated from yeah. her swim class and she's like really wanting to be graduated and she mm-hmm. was nervous she wouldn't graduate today. And uh, I told her I was like you know that kind of along those lines I was like that's actually. I'm glad you feel a little bit nervous because that to me says that you're ready. Yeah. Like you can do everything. You might need a little more practice on one, one or two things, but you know, you're ready. Cause if you didn't think you were ready, if your body didn't think you were ready, you wouldn't care. Right. Because you'd be like, I'm not ready yet. And yeah. that's great. Both of those are great. But, and they talk about like, um, cause I felt a lot of anxiety with my marathon training mm-hmm. and they say like professional athletes also feel fear yeah. before, and they make millions of dollars. They know they're really good. They're the best in the field. Right. And they're like, that's actually your body telling you it's excited. Yeah. And so like reframing that as like anxious or fearful, it's like your body's saying it's ready. Like it's mm-hmm. ready to do its part. And that's your body giving you all the juice it needs mm-hmm. to go for it. Um, because you can't achieve these great athletic or physical or acting or whatever experiences without some of your fight or flight response right? because it needs that adrenaline to get you going. And I thought that was really powerful to think about like, this is just your body being on your team. Yeah. And so if you can phrase it that way for a child and that resonates with them, that would be great. And like talking about almost like the Hulk Yeah. of like your body is like hulking out. Yeah. Like it's part of you. It's part of you. It's meant to help you. Yeah. And it's not to be afraid of. It's not to be ashamed of Mm -hmm. crying too. I love this fact. Stress hormones come out in your tears, friends. Yeah. So encouraging your children, if they're stressed and crying, be like, guess what? You're doing the right thing right now for yourself because 
inside those tears are things called stress hormones and they're your bad feelings. They're they're literally coming out coming of you out of right eyes. now. I'm wiping your, them away. Your body's trying to protect yourself. Your yeah. body's on your team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is very very Cuz a lot of times it's it's a body trust issue too. They it don't is, trust that yeah. their body's going to play soccer or say the right line on stage or they don't trust their body knows how to ride a bike or mm -hmm. do their swim test or whatever it is they're trying to do yeah and or learn to read they don't trust their body but if you can be like your body wants you mm -hmm. to do what you want to do and it's <laughs> trying to help you yeah so just un like be there for your friend and also encouraging I think um positive self-talk yeah so sometimes um children that I have been with both in my church life or my personal life or my work life they'll be like oh I'm I'm terrible at that and I'm like first of all no one talks about my friend child's name like that <laughs> not even my friend child's name mm -hmm. so like if Martha were saying it I'd be like no one talks about Martha that way not she even Martha actually said that to me yeah before. <laughs> yeah and it's true you don't yeah. you don't get to and because a you're my friend and mm -hmm. I won't let you talk about my friend that way. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you above all deserve your own love and kindness. And so yeah. to encourage children to do that and, and to say like, would you ever say that to me? Like that, would you ever look at my picture and be like, wow, you're terrible at art. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, no, I would never say that to my friend or to you. I'm like, why would you say that to you then? Because you are also your friend yeah, and you should be kind to yourself just like you would be to one of your friends. And helping them to think of themselves as their own friend is really encouraging because we live in a society which tries to squish us yes. almost at all times. Yes. Yes. So that we will buy more things. Yes. <laughs> Thinking about it that way. Is, Absolutely. But yeah. but it's important. Yeah. And it's important to help kids learn know that. And, and protect yeah. themselves against it. Yes. Question. Always question. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Is there anything else that you can think of? I do not think so. I think we've talked a lot about this. I think we have too. I'm not sure what our time's like, but I'm oh, like, have we been hour. talking for 95 minutes? No, like, just an hour. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you for listening. We had We're a lot to scared. say. <laughs> We're scared that we talked too long, but I think it's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to be nice and say, I really enjoyed I'm going to be, I'm going to treat you like I would treat my friend. Yeah. I really enjoyed everything you and I had to say. I thought it was really interesting. Me too. Yeah. I, I hope I, you thought it was interesting too, friends. I feel inspired. Me too. And I want to try something. How new. uplifting I'm we are. I'm going to look for something to try. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It is. Um, wonderful. Well, if you are sitting there thinking, but wait, they didn't <laughs> talk about this and they're saying that they did such a good job and we did, but <laughs> we know you agree. <laughs> we know you agree. But if there is an area that you feel like we didn't fully cover, uh, and you have questions about, please write in to yeah. chronicles of Nania at gmail.com. Um, or if you want to know the name of the book, we keep referencing it because it's brilliant. And everyone should read it. <laughs> also write in. Also write in. It will change and your life. Yes, it will. Um, and then, is there anything else? Can I say one more thing yeah, that I please. just thought of? Yes, um, always. I think it's really important as an adult and as a person who cares for children to do the things that you encourage the children to do. Mm -hmm. So um, I've talked a lot about like ice skating. Yeah. with the little girl in 94. I actually took an ice skating class for adults before I, before she took ice skating, wow. but it actually was so helpful to draw on that uh -huh. to be like, I also was nervous. And she was like, "Grown ups don't fall down. I was like, we <laughs> fell down literally every class period All the time. every day. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I was like, I, I know the nervous feeling you're talking about. Cause I was afraid of falling and she's not, but like, right. she's afraid of doing a bad job air right. quotes. Um, but like to be able to draw on that to like her mom can't swim and yet yeah. she's in swim lessons. So like her, uh, one of her mom's, um, like mentors was uh -huh. like, maybe you should take her to a swim lesson where you learn to swim. Yeah. And she was like, what, <laughs> why would I do that? Like, that's, that's scary. I, I have to learn to <laughs> swim, but it's good to help you imagine what the child is experiencing Yes, because we're so far removed from that period of our life. Oftentimes it's mm -hmm. hard to recall, but it helps you have new compassion 
yes. on the children and what they're asked to go through, even trying new foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really encourage anything you ask a child to do, you should also consider or be willing to do. Or if you're unwilling to do it, think about that. And then think about how you're speaking to the child about something they may have to do. Yes. And the fear or the unwillingness or the resistance you fear or you feel, excuse me, and why you need to, how you can approach the child. And that will help, I think, almost all relationships where something's happening that someone's not sure about. Yeah. Yeah. That's such good advice. It just popped into my head. You actually reminded me of it somehow when you were talking about that. Oh, because I said I was going to go try something. Yeah. 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 That's it. Um, She's also a psychic, not really, (laughs) but also kind of. But no, I think that's, that's wonderful advice. Although I will say if you do not have the financial means. Sure. That that's understandable. Although there are free classes. There are. I mean, like free groups in the, like I was resistant to kickball. Yeah. And it was not expensive and it was not, you know, like there are free leagues in places. Yes, there are. So explore all your options. Yes. But I just wanted to throw that out there because sometimes they're in like five different activities and you can't do them all. No financial shame. (laughs) Yeah. But But um, maybe try one to remember what it's like to try a new thing that you think you might be bad at. Yes. Yes. That's hard. Pick the one that scares you the most and then do that. Um, cause that is why I took improv. Yeah. Uh, and look at I you now, you it. star. <laughs> I signed up for it because I was like, this terrifies me. Yeah. So that means I should do it. Yeah. Solid and choice. It was great. Um, it's changed the course of your life a little bit. It has yeah. for sure. I definitely have friends that I would never have met had I not done that. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. Uh, visit us on Facebook. <laughs> Do it right now unless Rate, you're driving. Review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And then we end each episode <laughs> with a with a funny uh, story or quote from a kid. And I actually have one because it happened recently and it was awesome. And I haven't heard it yet. And Katie has not heard it. She so asked if is... I wanted to know first. And I was like, no, no, save it. <laughs> this is fresh for her too. So uh, I was eating lunch with my littlest one the other day and... <laughs> He goes, Marfa, what do you do with your arms when you're not using them? I don't know what to do with mine. (laughs) And you're like, neither? Neither do I. I was like, that is a really good question. What do you do with your... And one that I actually think about a lot. That's... (laughs) And ponder and uh, don't know what to do. Do you really think about it I do. Oh, my god! Especially on stage. I oh, am yeah. like, what, what are these things attached to my body? That's part of why I quit acting, actually. Yeah. And so uh, I told him that sometimes that's when so I don't funny. know what to do with them, I make them like T-Rex arms. Yes, always the answer. <laughs> that's the best way. That is the best way. And then I just grab in the yes. air. Yes. Because T Rex can't reach anything. But it was so funny. I cackled for a long time. What a brilliant question. I know. Like he's really thinking about the hard hitting (laughs) questions of life. And he was using his arms right now. Yeah. He was just thinking about a time he did not. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, wow. I know. So also write in and tell us what to do with our arms when we're not using them. Because now I'm wondering. Yes, please. My arms feel really weird and heavy right now all (laughs) of a sudden. I'm thinking about them. Yeah, once you start thinking about it, you I don't can't, like it. Yeah. I know. I'm <laughs> like, it I don't stop. know. <laughs> Katie's like dancing around on the couch very uncomfortably. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was just the highlight of my That week. is so funny. <laughs> yep. What do you do with your arms? What do you do with your arms? I don't arms know what to do with mine. And you're not using them. <laughs> I feel great. as nannies were often using them. I know. So perhaps we feel exempt from that question. <laughs> Maybe. But I'm so curious yeah. now. Yeah. Please write in and tell us. Please Please do. post on this <laughs> what you do with your arms when you're not using them. Yes. Because I would like to read the comments too, publicly. Me too. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. This was wonderful. And thanks for everyone who's going to write in about yes. what they do with their arms. I can't wait. I can't wait to read those. I'll read them on air if you write them in. You better. And also... Please seriously post them on Facebook so I can read them. Or Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.